So hey everyone, this is Owen here. Welcome to The Wilson Show. So today we have an incredible guest. Her name is Shannon. She's the founder of You Heart Life. Uh, so you guys can find her on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. I'll make sure to have all the links where you guys can go ahead and follow her. So Shannon, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi guys, um, this is Shannon Truex. I'm actually a registered nurse, been in cardiac world intensive care for about 15 years. And about five years ago, I branched out into the more functional medicine, integrative health world, and started working more on the preventive side of healthcare. So I basically have my foot in both sides of our healthcare system, the preventative and the critical care and started uh, my business, You Heart Life, a couple of years ago to uh, help people with their health and do some health coaching. Um, I got a job over at Google headquarters in Mountain View, California, was helping the engineers with their health and that was pretty interesting. And so when I kicked off my business, um, I took that knowledge with me and then branched out and actually expanded to where now I go into private practices and help them get set up with a more integrative functional medicine approach to dealing with health and their patients and clients. And it's been a really good journey and fun. So I'm glad to share that with you today. Awesome. That is really uh, kind of cool. So you worked with Google and that's kind of where you got some of your skills in, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. That... It, was, it was very fun. It was very cool. Yeah. The thing about Google is you have to understand that the engineers are brilliant with technology and computers and that whole world that I am not very good at. So I had to learn how will I reach them and talk their language to them and have them understand my language as a medical professional? So it was, it was a very interesting challenge. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, because that's kind of important because it's, it's hard to, I guess, give advice or work with something that's not in your, uh, I guess, same amount of, I guess, same field. That'd be like me being a mark, marketer trying to speak uh, medical language when I don't know a lick about it. <laughs> you right, know? Right. Yeah, it's difficult. So it, so you mentioned your uh, the company name, and I know this is kind of your website, but I wanted you to kind of break it down a little bit more because you said you heart life, and I, I I like it, and I wanted to know where where did that really come up with? I know you broke it down on your website, but I I think there's a little bit more that because I'm sure there's a much more larger story than what you have on your website that how you came up with that. Yeah, I was actually trying to come up with a name that had something to do with heart. I mean, being a cardiac nurse, my whole world has been about the heart, you know, the anatomical heart, not the like, I love you heart. But yes. so I wanted it to have something to do with that. And then I was thinking, you know, I kind of want to do like a play on words with the whole like, you know, those t-shirts you see everyone have in New York, the I heart New York kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, I kind of wanted to do something with that. But I was like, well, but it's not about me. It's more about you. It's about the person who needs to go through the health journey. It's about the person who's going to be doing the work. Like, you're the one that's in charge of your health. It's your body. It's your journey. I'm here to be like the facilitator or the coach or the helper or the educator, but it's really about you. And so then I kind of played, played on the words a little bit with that and kind of made it you heart life. And I was like, okay, well, that's great. We all know we need to take care of our health and we all want to, like nobody wants to have health problems, but what's the reason why? Like, why do we all want to have a better healthy life? And the real reason is life. Like we want to have a good life. We want to celebrate life. We want to be able to do things in life, no matter what your journey is, whether your life journey is to get married, have kids and raise children or to travel the world and be an entrepreneur, whatever you want to do in your life, you're going to need your health for. So I kind of did a play on all that and came up with you heart life. I, I, I like that. Cause it, 
it's I, it's something I always like to ask, uh, I guess, individuals when they create a company, how they came up with their name. Because everybody comes up normally with a creative name that is generally related to what they're going to be doing. Because it wouldn't make much sense to make something that is different. But yeah, every time I, I, I kept reading your name, I keep thinking of like the emoji heart. Yeah. Or <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. I love it. And, it, and it's also really unique because I don't. I mean, besides like I Heart Life or whatever, that's not really a company. That's just a, you know, like a t-shirt or something. Like a slogan, yeah. Exactly. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I don't know where the emojis come from. I don't know who the creator of emojis are. But when I was at Google, I was like, whoever is in charge of this, can we please get an anatomically correct emoji? Like you have the brain emoji. You have like all these other ones. Like where's the anatomical heart? So we're still working on that. Oh, yeah. You know, that'd be kind of interesting because a lot – Maybe some people don't know, but the anatomical heart doesn't look anything like most people envision. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I not had, the I, most beautiful organ, but you know. I mean, it's essential, like you mentioned. <laughs> I only have a little bit of nail uh, anatomy um, history from a little bit of college, so I know a little bit about right. uh, the body, but not as much as, much as you. Right. But, right. Uh, <laughs> so... I guess when you talked about on your journey from Google, how did you even get started? Or actually, let's take a step back forward. Um, a step back further, I mean. What what was kind of like the motivating thing when you became a cardiac nurse and then you want to kind of start going into like the coaching and uh, consulting? What, what was the direction that kind of pushed you towards that? Well, you know, I'll be completely honest with you. And I don't know if many healthcare professionals will admit this, but we are actually very bad at taking care of our own health. <laughs> We I, might preach it and we might take care of everyone, but m most of us get into the field because we're caregivers and we, and we want to help people. And sometimes we do it, you know, at the expense of our own well-being, you know. So I kind of started realizing I'm not taking the best care of myself. And I started to have like symptoms and started to feel like not right. And so it started as me setting out on a journey to better take care of myself. Like I wanted to get better education on nutrition. Like most people don't realize that if you're in the medical field, you maybe got four hours in your entire career teaching on nutrition. And it's such a big part of taking care of this system. So it's kind of backwards how we do things in the United States healthcare system that we don't really address people's nutrition status very often. And so I wanted to get a better understanding of that. I want to have a better idea of how that worked. And then I also went and got my personal trainer certification because I wanted to know how to, how to exercise in the gym properly. I see so many people at the gym that I'm like, you're going to injure yourself. Stop. And so I didn't want to be one of those people. So I said, okay, let me learn how to do this professionally. And so it was really just a self-improvement, self-help journey that kind of led me into wanting to do this. And then I realized, why don't I teach this to other people? And so that's kind of what sparked the whole process. Okay, that's okay. So that's really interesting. So you must be quite a observant uh, individual then to kind of really realize like, hey, there's something missing here. Because right. it was funny that you mentioned about um, the education thing. So I've done a lot of interviews with chiropractors, for instance, I haven't had I've been working really hard to get in front of like actual medical doctors, surgeons and things of that nature, but they're a little bit more difficult to get in front of, because normally they're like booked two months in advance. So it's like, right. I'm trying. But uh, it was funny that you mentioned about the educational part, because so far when I've been, at least most of the individuals I've been on, they've always talked about the education part of it's so important. And I think that's incredible that you just mentioned that because yeah, there, there is a huge lacking in that. Uh, not only like what you're talking about, but um, in the consumer part as well. I've now I've always been one, to, I have some family that's in the 
you know, fitness industry and stuff. So I already kind of had some knowledge about it and knew how to kind of like take care of myself and research it. But I know nobody else really does that or know to that. So I think that was really cool. I just want to like, you know, acknowledge that that's really cool. You observed that because that's, I think that's really something huge. A lot of people need to pay attention to. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's pretty interesting once you open up that rabbit hole, you realize that there's been professionals and there's been individuals, there's been medical people that have gone to researching all this stuff for like the last 20, 30, even 40 years. And back then it was seen as, oh, that's ridiculous. That's not, you know, whatever. And now here, fast forward to the year 2020, and it's coming out as new science, but it's kind of the stuff that people have been practicing for either thousands of years or hundreds of years. It may not have had the science to back it up. They just said, oh, when I take this, I feel better. When I take this, I feel awful. But now we have the science to match what has been working for thousands of years. And it's really about going back to the basics. That's what being healthy is. Yeah. And that, that's, that was actually, I had my last interview with, um, his name is Dr. Mark and he actually, so he's considered a chiropractor, but he specialized in, um, I think it was called natural medicine where he was basically going back to the roots of health. And he was actually basically using minerals and certain vitamins and that people are either lacking with that might be having either like chronic illnesses or diseases because of this. Right. And he's solving all these issues that, um, I guess there were no really, um, I guess cures for, so to say, I don't want to use a cure because some of these, there's no cure, but you can relieve certain things. Right. And it was just like you mentioned the basics and it blew my mind. Like this is just simple. Here's, it's just factual. And I was like, why is this not being taught or shown or educated to? And I, I like, it's, it's kind of funny as I'm getting with people here that are more willing to, I guess, speak about it. Right. Like, Hey, these people know some stuff and it's like, well, well, you need to come on so you can share it. Yeah. That as just, I guess for myself, cause it's something I want to kind of get into as well. It's kind of rocking my world. And I'm starting to see some similarities of the, just importance of being self-aware. Right. And going back to the roots of just nutrition and health. Right. And I just think that was kind of cool if you kind of gone to that. So, but well, it's interesting because you know Hippocrates is considered to be the father of modern medicine, or he was back then, right? Long, long time ago. Right. And he always said, "Let medicine be thy food, and food be thy medicine." And that whole quote that he has, and it's so true. But we've gotten so far away from it. And you know, I always go back to basic anatomy and physiology, like how this system works. And what deficiencies you have in that system is going to make the whole system not function properly. And I know like people specialize, like I'm in cardiology, so I focus on the heart. Mm -hmm. However, if the kidneys are not working or the brain is not working or the lungs are not working, the heart's not going to work very well either. Like they're all connected. And so sometimes I feel like people get in their tunnels and then their specialties and they don't put the big picture together. And that was some of what I noticed when I started having my symptoms, I started having heart arrhythmias. And so being a cardiac nurse, I'm like, well, that's never going to be good. I don't want to be a patient. Right. But then you would go talk to, you know, another doctor and they would say, Oh, well that's that, that arrhythmia, that's cardiology. That has nothing to do with your hormones. And then you would talk to someone else and they say, Oh, that has nothing to do. And you're like, what? Really? And that's our, these are like, I can choose and pick the best of the best of the best, but this is how things are being taught in the current medical system. It's gotten very far away from basic anatomy and physiology and how the things you put in it affect it. 
Yeah, and so like <laughs> hearing an individual like you just kind of speak that, it, it kind of rocks my world. And I'm sure anybody listening to this, I'm hoping that all these people I'm meeting and all these individuals that just have all this incredible knowledge, I hope it clicks. Because right. I know, because I'm, I'm, I know I'm one of the few, and I don't want to brag, and I hate kind of like shaboning it, but. I spend a lot of time self-educating and trying to do whatever I can to make myself healthy. And I know for me, and you can't tell I'm a big guy and I put on some weight uh, since I started my company and stuff, but I made a goal this year that I'm going to lose 120 pounds. Wow. So, and this is, it's cool that I kind of started this. It's like, you know, the law of attraction, the more that you believe and want to achieve things kind of start coming in front of you and things start clicking and right. <laughs> as yeah. I'm hearing from you guys and stuff like this, it, it makes more sense why it's so important right. to check this stuff out. And I think that's just, you know, it's incredible. Right. Just, but, well, and you know, the interesting part is, like I said, I have my foot in both sides of the healthcare system right now. And I think I get a lot of respect for that because you have a lot of people who are on one side of the spectrum who are very, you have to take a pill, you have to have medication, surgery, medication, surgery, medication. That's the only treatment, you know, mm -hmm. and until it's bad enough to give you a diagnosis, I can't help you get worse. Then I can diagnose you, give you a pill or give you a treatment for it. Right. Right. And then you have people on the other side of the spectrum who are, you know, they're like, all you need is herbs and you just need to have your essential oils and your crystals. And like, it goes really extreme on both sides. It does. I find myself somewhere kind of in the middle where I see both sides of it. I don't go very extreme in either direction. Like obviously when I'm working the intensive care, there is no vitamin or supplement or healthy food that is going to help you at that moment. Right. Like it's critical care at that point. Like, yes, I'm going to need my drugs. Yes. You probably need surgery. Like that's a definite. At that point, it's a little too late. But on the other side, and pre preventing getting to that point, yes, you need to look at your diet. Yes, you probably need to look at some kind of supplementation, an exercise program. How are you sleeping? How are you stressing? Your lifestyle, like that's going to be my focus in that moment. And so like I tend to talk to people and say, okay, well, let's look at lifestyle. That's not quite cutting it. We might need to add in some supplementation. If that's not quite cutting it, we might need to you know, look at labs or lab values or your genetics or whatever else that we may need to look and do a deeper dive. And then if lastly, none of the above is cutting it, you need to see a specialist and you need to get medical treatment with drugs and procedures and stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, we've kind of lost that sliding scale of health and it's, it's on the extremes. And so I try to be in the middle and I think I get a lot of respect in the community because I'm not so far out there in either direction. Yeah. And I think that's pretty powerful because I, like you're kind of mentioning the respect when you say respect, I'm thinking leverage that you're not just one sided and then right. there's, you know, multiple gates and you have all this knowledge. And I think that's really cool. So that, right. and that kind of brought me up and I guess with you, how you're working and stuff, you know, cause when, you, when you're either working with individuals or corporations or whatever, you know, I want to kind of actually hear from you. What is like a lot of things that you're seeing from, you know, either people or whatnot, that's, I guess going on, like what are some common problems that you typically see people going through? I was kind of curious. I'm not sure if there's actually an average or something that kind of keeps popping up, but I wanted to maybe know because if, if there's something that happens a lot, it might resonate with some people. Yeah. Well, you know, in my world, cardiac, we are like the king and queens of the medical field. Like heart disease is the number one killer, right? Yes. So we definitely have that as a major thing here, but I would have to argue now at this point that stress is actually the number one killer 
because stress leads to so many of the bad habits that then lead to the heart disease. And stress leads to so many bad habits that then leads to the anxiety and the depression. And, you know, stress tends to be the root cause of a lot of people's weight gain and weight issues. And so if I really were to go back to root cause of what's causing the heart disease, I would say stress. And then the things we do when we're stressed, like eating junk food, like nobody's craving broccoli when they're stressed, you know, right. so when people need to like, just take the edge off, they go for an alcoholic beverage. They don't go for a glass of water. So the things that we get ourselves into and the lifestyle that we start to leave from being super stressed out is definitely a common thing, especially in this modern world. We're so go, go, go. We're so connected, you know? So that's definitely like a big root cause of a lot of our issues. Yeah, that makes sense because stress definitely leads to a lot of things. I, I can even relate to myself because uh, a lot of my weight gain was due to stress. I was yeah. putting in like mad, crazy hours trying to grow this company and everything. And of course, like I, I stressed eat, I kind of got lazy, stopped working out because I was, you know, crunched for time. It, like literally everything you just mentioned. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. So I guess, and then, so when you find like, Cause I, I'm, I know, for example, I have a lot of friends. I even have some people, I have a couple of my friends who are actually general nurses. Um, and I hear what they're talking about and their life is stressful because they're putting in like 12 to 20 hour days right. <laughs> right. Like, with, uh, you know, getting four hours of sleep and doing it again the next day. And I was like, how do you do that? And they're like, I don't know. I just do it. <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense. So I guess, so how do you guess I am? Um, how do you kind of, I guess, help them figure out what the main root of their stress is and then solving that problem? Yeah. Well, it was easy because I've worked with different, you know, groups of people. And so working with nurses and doctors in the healthcare field, because I did a, a stint where I was helping the um, travel nurses of a, tra of a major travel company. Um, and was walking them through, you know, how to be a healthy nurse when we have these ridiculously crazy hours. Some people are doing night shift. You know, I've done all the above in my career. I've done night shift, I've done day shift, I've done travel nurse, I've done intensive care. Like I've been all over. So I know that lifestyle. So talking to them, I'm like, I get it guys, but here's what we could do. Like based on knowing how that goes. So that one was an easier one for me, but also healthcare professionals also think they know everything. And so it was also a lot of, you know, trying to re-educate and stuff, the things we didn't learn in nursing school and the stuff we didn't learn in med school and kind of having their mind open a little bit was probably the biggest challenge with that set of people. Um, when I worked at Google and working with the engineers, and I worked more than with the engineers, at any company you still have, you know, the HR, you have the sales, you have the marketing team, and they're all different. Sales right. and marketing are more image driven. You know, they like to look good. They like to look the part. Yes. They were concerned with the fitness, you know, their skincare. So you talk to them about that kind of stuff. The engineers really didn't care how they looked. I mean, they didn't care how they were presented. They'd show up in their pajamas or no shoes on. I mean, it was Google. So you could wear whatever you wanted. Hair not brushed, no shower. Like who cares? They don't really care about that image part. Um, and they didn't really care about the health part either because it just didn't, it wasn't like an instant gratification, you know, it wasn't like they could type in a code on the computer and something happened. You could eat a donut, you could eat a hamburger, doesn't necessarily mean your system of your body's gonna feel bad, you know? It's an mm -hmm. accumulation of bad habits. And so for them, I was thinking, how am I gonna reach them? How am I gonna get them to understand the importance of taking care of their body? And so I realized what they really care about is their brains. Like, they have people there that have triple PhDs and, you know, these ridiculous degrees and they're super smart and stuff, but that's what they care about the most is their brain and how their brain is functioning. 
So talking to them about how their habits were affecting their brain in the long term or even the short term, having the you know foggy mind or forgetting things or whatever, that is what really started to resonate with them. And so it's with any group of people you work with, I feel like you just have to look at the individual, look at that person and find out what it is that they care about, what motivates them, what are their goals, what is their why on why they want to even look into stuff. Yeah, kind of like finding the deep root of like, why, why are you even doing this? And then right. doubling down on it, because that makes sense. Because that's, that's how I kind of found the main root why I need to like get motivated is yeah. I figure out, I actually got a piece of paper. I, I don't have it with me now because I'd show it to you, but I literally wrote down why am I doing this? Uh, and then how do I fix it? And then I just broke it down from there what I need to do every day to get it. So it's yeah. like writing my goals down twice a day, reminding right. myself why I'm doing this. And then setting a routine that is fixed, like right. no, like no excuses. I got to stick with this. Right. And I'm, that's just how I, at least from my perspective, it works. Cause it's, you know, at least from, yeah, that's just how I know here's what I got to do to get done. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and being an ICU nurse, like we have a little bit of tough love. We put a little fear in people sometimes. I mean, we see people literally dying in front of us. Right. And so you have that little edge to you. And so if all else fails, I kind of just let them know like, Hey, I'd rather see you here in my preventative job than see you at my other job. Like I'm going to take care of you either way, but let me tell you, this journey is a lot less chaotic and you know, awful than going down the path of ending up in an intensive care. So sometimes right. tough love is one of my secret weapons too. Yeah, that's good. And I didn't even think about this because you mostly work with medical professionals, right? I and you mentioned something about uh, them knowing kind of like everything in the health and that can be really kind of like a big conflict with you I didn't even think about that because um, that's like two professionals telling you two different things and when they you know what they believe in is right and what you believe in is right I didn't even think about that that's kind of like a huge hurdle right um, and it I guess like what you're talking about is figuring out the main root of you know their goals and why they're doing this and breaking it down so they can see the value Right. I didn't even think about that. So I, I guess, um, was that a real huge hurdle for you in the beginning to kind of like get through or was it pretty easy for you? Well, you know, I think it was a big hurdle in the beginning. I mean, you get trained a certain way. You go to these schools that have, you know, high reputations and has all these documentations. You go to this, you go to the schools where they have all these medical journals written out and they supposedly have all these research and et cetera. And then when you start to start, looking by behind some of the smoke and mirrors, you see that some of this, the way the school systems were brought on was, you know, funded by certain companies. Right. So there's an agenda. Oh, and okay. You start to realize like, okay, yes, the focus should be on healthcare, but it's actually more on sick care. Like we're looking at people who are sick and we're trying to make them less sick. And there wasn't the big focus on health in our healthcare system. There wasn't the big focus on prevention and not ending up sick. Because the sad truth is, if you're healthy, that doesn't make anybody any money. If right. you're dead, that doesn't make anybody any money. So that little middle ground of being not dead, but not healthy, just kind of riding along, needing your prescriptions, needing your stuff happening, you know, over a lifetime, made it become a big business. And so then healthcare kind of became a big business. And the sad part is most individuals that go into the healthcare genuinely go in there because they want to take care of other people. They want to help take care of other people's lives. They have big hearts, mm -hmm. but they're forced into a system that doesn't exactly align with 
their moral values and their hearts and, and the reason why they went into it in the first place. And so it's, it's kind of a, you know, hands tied red tape situation for healthcare professionals in general. And so sometimes even if they have done research, even if they know better, even if for their own lives, they do different things, their hands are a little bit tied once they're in the system on what they can recommend and what they can say to their patients. Yeah, I can see that being really hard. Because uh, I, I graduated so uh, a little back, so I'm 24. So I graduated high school almost six, year, six years ago. Half right. my grade, I graduated with a class of 52 kids. So itty bitty school. But yeah. half of them went into the medical industry. Half of them. Wow. You know, some of them specialized in nursing and then some are general nurses. And I think um, a couple of them went into dentistry. Why not? So it was quite, it was a large, um, but it was something really interesting you brought up because you mentioned about the schooling, how some of them specialize in certain things. I know a lot of them had trouble getting into school because what they wanted to do at the school they wanted to go to didn't quite match. Right. And I didn't even see that. So I, so for an example here, because I'm going to, I'm going to kind of merge two things here together. So when I realized that with some of my friends and then my girlfriend, she wants to become a psychologist. Um, she was breaking it down even further to me on, cause psychology is really hard to get into, I guess. I didn't realize this. So she wants to go to Northwestern in Chicago, which is like the best school in psychology to go to in the United States. Right. And then she was breaking it down to me. Like there's some schools in uh, Texas, for example, where they do have a pretty decent psychology degree, but they're more focused on, I think like the medical aspect and not so much like the um what is it called um helping side i, I can't think of the word on top of my head but it, it was kind of really interesting they broke that up to me because it makes a huge difference when she puts in her applications yeah. that she needs to almost word it to the way that they're geared towards and i that kind of blew my mind i was like oh that's <laughs> kind of crazy and yeah. um i thought that was really interesting because that can kind of make I guess for a lot of individuals, pretty difficult if they don't know that. Right. Yeah, it is. It's kind of it's kind of frustrating navigating it. And the good part is, though, is there's starting to be more and more lifestyle, more and more holistic, more and more integrative functional medicine programs out there. There's starting to be more acceptance to this whole let's look back at health again. And, you know, it seems like it's a new thing for us in the United States, but if you ever travel to other countries, like especially like Europe, Scandinavia areas, stuff like that, they are way ahead of us as far as taking care of health. Um, I don't know if it's ahead or if it's just, they just have stuck with the basics of how you do it. So they've never changed so much into the new technology and world as much. I don't know. But, you know, if you look at, there was a big study that came out um, last year and it talked about the healthiest countries in the world. And unfortunately, the United States is number 35. And considering how much money we put into healthcare and considering how we're supposed to be the gold standard for that kind of stuff, it kind of is very disturbing that we're 35. Right. Um, and you've got 34 other countries that's figured it out better than we have and we're spending the most money on it. And so the top three, I've actually had an opportunity to visit um, them. And so I think last year it was Spain was number one and then Italy was number two and Iceland was number three. And so I've been to Italy and Iceland and Switzerland, I think was like number four or five or six or somewhere in there. I've been there as well. And you do, you see the difference. People actually focus on getting fresh food and they go down to their local butcher and get fresh 
meat and they go to their local produce place and get the, the vegetables from the garden. And just it, the general country in itself focuses more on let's take care of our health versus meeting the system when we don't take care of our health. And so it's such a drastic difference compared to the United States uh, where we're so far behind on that actual preventative thing. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of shocking. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even realize we're that far behind. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's terrifying. I think from hearing that and it's like, well, we need to wake up and like, what do we, what do we can do to fix that? And I, I guess like when hearing from you and some of these other individuals I'm talking about, they're in the right direction. Cause so far, and I don't know, cause you said a lot of people are, have good intentions to really help people. I mean, so far, everyone I've talked to, their focus was, uh, the preventing. So like, they understand though it's a business and if they are, you know, healed and fixed or whatever, they're not necessarily going to come back, which means that's lost revenue, but they have that mindset where they're okay with that. Right. And, you know, to me that, that, that gives me hope that we're kind of moving in the right direction. Maybe just not as fast as we need to be, (laughs) but uh, that's, I mean, that's cool that you're bringing that up because I think that might hopefully open some people's eyes out. Like, you know, you need to pay a little bit more attention. I mean, what do you right. think? Yeah. And well, and companies are starting to get it. Like the reason I had a job at Google is because they had an entire, you know, wellness center or multiple wellness centers where you could go and get that kind of care and Google paid for it. And like, you have, I mean, many companies, Facebook, you know, all the big ones, I'm over here in Silicon Valley. So all of them, right. um, to name, but they have these places where they're trying to bring more wellness into the place. And I'm going to be working with a company down in San Diego where they're trying to bring more awareness to wellness into the school districts and kind of help the teachers and the principals. Cause I'm, I'm guessing they're going to be the same as nurses where, you know, they take better care of the kids and they take care of themselves. So, yeah, you know, it's going to be I, interesting I that. with them. Right. Exactly. So I think it's, it's heading that direction. It's just kind of crazy how we got so far from just the basics of how our body works with the environment that we live in. Yeah. And that makes, uh, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I actually used to work at Grant Cardone's office a while ago. I'm not sure if you're really oh, yeah. familiar with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they actually, I thought it was really cool. So they don't have any, um, like medical staff or medical coaches or health coaches there. Um, but there was actually previous people who were like Olympians, um, or actually even nurse. I think there was two nurses that used to be there that generalized in like nutrition and health fitness and they actually created like their own ecosystem like creating fitness classes that you could do as with the company on the like off like on off days and stuff yeah that was really cool because it was the first time i actually seen a company that was like focusing on health above kind of like all else making sure that you're you know operating at full potential right right yeah like that makes a lot of sense that big companies are trying to do this because when i when i was there it was day and night from seeing individuals who feel good are healthy and how they operate compared to other companies I've seen or even worked with. Yeah. It's like huge night and day difference. And I can right. see that being a huge well, it's the same for me with the healthcare field. If I go to a conference, yeah. Well, same for me with the healthcare field. When I go to a conference for mainstream medicine, you know, to learn all the cardiac stuff and whatnot, when you have like the breaks and they have the snacks, it's always junk food. It is always chips. It's always cookies. It's always sodas. And I'm like, what are we doing? And then I'll go to a conference for functional medicine 
and they have fruit and they have, you know, vegetables and they have like just all this healthy food and teas and water. And it makes such a difference because when you're in an environment where everyone there is doing the same thing, then it's easier for you to fall in line with that. You know, it's easier for you to say, oh, everyone here is being healthy, then I'm going to be healthy too. But when you go into a place and everyone's being not healthy and everyone's eating the cookies, which are, you know, you're like, oh, I want a cookie too. So right. it's very funny how different even just a conference is and how they set it up and what, you know, we're all there to talk about health regardless of what conference I'm at. But it's funny you can see the difference on who actually lives the talk and walks the talk or whatever and yeah. who doesn't. It's a big night and day difference. And it's like kind of mentioned, it's creating that ecosystem. And I'm assuming when you kind of, you know, um, work with other companies, it's it's like that's what you're kind of there. There's to help this ecosystem and build these habits to make sure that, you know, it's an environment that's friendly and easy for people to kind of get along. Is that is that kind of right? Because I wanted to actually kind of um, hear a little bit of your, I guess, how you break it down and how you kind of work with other companies into, you know, making sure people are working and, you know, being healthy and stuff. Because I actually um, have not met any individual that was like a health health coach that worked with big companies before. And yeah. I actually want, I wanted to hear actually how you kind of do that and work with them. Cause I thought that was really, really cool. Right. I mean, I don't know how it got started, but I just kind of had the idea one day where I was like, I can help more people if I could get access to more people. So I wanted to go get involved with a company. And then out on LinkedIn, I got a recruiter asking me if I wanted to work for one of the big tech companies in the Bay area. And I'm like, sure. And she's like, you probably never heard of it. It's called Google. And I was like, really? <laughs> But, you know, that's kind of how that got started. And then I don't know if once you work at a big company like that, if any company after that just doesn't seem as intimidating, but you know, I just would ask and I would just kind of word of mouth and you just get yourself out there. And then, you know, people started recognizing your skills. The thing, the first thing for me was to show up, show up and do a good job so people can recognize you do a good job. And then it's almost like, yeah, like word of mouth, the word gets out there. You know, you put yourself out there, you talk to people. Um, so that was interesting. I mean, of course, with any corporation, there, there comes the, the limits, you know, what you can do, and what you can't do, uh, which makes running your own business a little bit more, you know, inviting because then you don't have those red tape and rules that you have to follow as much. Um, so doing that, but I like the fact that I could kind of get them set up, um, and have it go forward with some other help. Um, so now like what I do with smaller private practices, when I go into private practices, my goal is to come in as the consultant. And I come in and just kind of go over what probably should be done and changed and you know, make suggestions and talk to them about what their goals are. My number one thing I wanna know is, what is the goal of this practice? What are you trying to do here? We can work with that. So if they wanna bring more health and wellness in but they just don't know how to do it, I'm like, well, that's an easy fix. I was like, let's start simple things. Like first, like if we walk into your waiting room, what are your patients seeing? Are they seeing the garbage trash, you know, magazines talking about everybody's gossip in the celebrity world? Or are they seeing a book or a magazine that talks about health and fitness and wellness? You know, what's on your TV in the waiting room? Is it Judge Judy and, you know, Jerry Springer and all that kind of stuff or the news, which is stressful enough? Or right. is it something peaceful and educational and gets people really thinking about their health and how is your intake form? Like when we look at your intake form that you give your patients, are you just asking what medications they're on? Or are you asking them what they're eating? Are you asking them how they're sleeping? Like let's kind of just even small changes to revamp the setting makes a huge difference. Yeah. And uh, that, I think that's kind of cool what you kind of broke down there. 
because that's something I guess I've learned as well, working with other companies and it's typically the little stuff. It makes the bigger impact than like the big thing. Cause typically that big thing is not just one issue. It's a whole line of things that have caused that big issue. Uh, And I think that's kind of cool. That just, that's just a side note. That's letting me know that you're, you know what you're doing. But I think that's really cool. Cause that's, I think that's something really important for people to at least hear is I, even from my, my standpoint now, like when I, if I need to go in doctors, I'm gonna pay a little more attention to how yeah. they have their surroundings. And that's going to yeah. let me know, you know, Hey, maybe these guys need a little help or, you know, whatever was maybe what's their intentions. Cause sometimes right. you get a vibe, you know, how they're treating their patients. Are they treating everyone the same? Or are they treating one based on, you know, what they're saying or how right. they're, you know, what they're speaking. Right. Um, Cause I have, I have met individuals that every person was the same and it was just like another number. And right. I know for a lot of people that could be maybe difficult to see, but right. you know, what you were mentioning right there can kind of, I think can help people, you know, maybe pinpoint that and uh, you know, hopefully make people make the right choice. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And a lot of it, I mean, we, we tend to always say, well, my doctor told me, or, you know, I got to the doctor and he didn't help me and I still feel bad. And like, we put a lot of blame on the healthcare professionals, but actually we still need to take responsibility that we're in charge of this. We're in charge of this system that we're walking around in. And sometimes you have to be your own advocate and sometimes you have to do your own research. And we all know drinking water is good for all of us. We all know that no matter what diet you're on, vegetables is going to be a part of it. You know, there's just certain things that we all know, but knowing and doing two different things. Oh yeah. That's like, um, because for example, I, a long time ago I had knee surgery and I knew right out of the get go, the most important thing is doing the workouts at home, not necessarily showing up at the appointments because that's the appointments once a week. Then you have the other six days. Um, (laughs) and it's the, the doing part that is difficult. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, even if you go to the appointments once a week and not do your workouts, you're not really going to get any results because you're not putting in the effort to make sure that you're, you know, doing the proper procedure, you're making sure you're healthy, you're recovering properly. Right. And that I, not, I know for a lot of people that's difficult because I think a lot of Americans are quite lazy. We have all this technology, everything's fast, we want it now. Even I say I'm a little guilty because I like to get things fast and now, right. <laughs> you know, right. and, um, but it, you know, it's a fact that it's making sure I got, and I, I don't know, you might agree with this, but it's making sure that people at least know that they need to make sure that they put their part in of being healthy and active because right. you could tell somebody all the right things, but it's really up to them to act on it. Exactly. And you know what? I tell my clients, I say, I'm going to show up to this a hundred percent for my half you're in charge of showing up for whatever percent you're going to show up for, for your half. I can only lead you to the water. If you don't drink it, that's on you, but I will show up a hundred percent for the half I'm responsible for as your coach or as your guide or your consultant, but that other 50% that's on you. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's important. That's, that's actually something I normally ask um, for my other company here. Like I ask a lot of my clients is saying, Hey, if I'm going to help you guys out or drive more revenue to you or get you guys more patients or whatever, or if I'm going to need you to do something like, are you going to do it? Are you going to be okay with it? Cause I need to know. Cause if they're not, you know, willing to grow their company or be on the same pace that I am, that's going to be some conflict. That's, 
because either they're not going to be keeping up or they're not going to be able to handle what's the flow is going or if I need something and they're going to do it in a month when it needs to be done to tomorrow, that's yeah. going to be, you know, that's an issue. And uh, it's, you know, kind of like you mentioned, it's important to make sure that, you know, hey, I'm here, but really a lot of it depends on you. Right. So, a lot of it's accountability. Like that's what a lot of people if they have the knowledge piece down, maybe they've gotten that far where they know what they should be doing, but it's that accountability piece of knowing, I'm going to ask you the next time I see you, did you do X, Y, and Z that we talked about? And knowing I'm going to ask you and you're not going to like the feeling of telling me, no, I forgot, or no, I was too lazy. If that motivates you and you know you're going to be held accountable, then that's great. So a huge part of it is having some accountability to someone. I don't care if it's your coach, your husband, your kid, your boss, whoever you need to have that accountability piece to. I think that speaks volumes for a lot of things that we do in life. Oh, yes. Now, see, now you sparked a fire with me because accountability, <laughs> that's a word I needed. So accountability at Grant Cardone's office. So I'm going to bring them up because this is where I learn. I read his books. I do love his Yes. Work. Accountability is the utmost important thing because when I learned there, they – I. I'm not going to lie. They have incredible programs there that actually work. They only wow. work though, if the clientele is doing it and that's right. where accountability comes in part. So I was considered a CPM, a client performance manager. I, my job basically was to make sure our clients were going through the programs, doing what they needed to do. And it was difficult for a lot of these companies to get that. Cause that means they had to do training. You know, right. they had to actually do all these team exercises normally in the morning all this stuff and it required a lot of work. So I had to make sure I was doing it. And it was there, as I was mentioning earlier, a lot of people were doing fitness programs from all this different, you know, people having all these different expertise and kind of combining it to make sure to create this atmosphere. And everybody talked about, it's your job to be accountable for yourself to make yeah. sure that you get what's done. And this is kind of how I'm taking, you know, 2020 in and it, it kind of, I like needed a kind of a click like, Hey, when I broke down one of this, how do I make sure that I'm accountable to get these things done? And th when you kind of mentioned that, I was like, this lady speaking my language, because that's, <laughs> that's a powerful word I think a lot of people take for granted. Yes. That's, that's the whole thing I'm trying to say here is accountability is probably the utmost important word I've ever learned. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It, so I know when you and I were kind of talking before we kind of started recording here. You still are an active um, uh, cardiac nurse. So I wanted to kind of hear from you how you're kind of balancing everything from, you know, doing coaching and, you know, being active with your job. I wanted to kind of hear how you do that. Yeah. So I was lucky that I have like such a great team that I work with. Um, I've been working at the same hospital for almost 10 years and in the intensive care. And I have some of the best like heart surgeons, best vascular surgeons. So it makes my job easier when I can trust the people who are bringing me out patients post open heart surgery. Right. right. Um, I've worked at other hospitals where that wasn't the case and that's very stressful. And I have to trust that they're doing their job in the operating room so I can do my job, you know, in the intensive care. And so I was very lucky that I found a really good group of doctors. I mean, we do such amazing things at our hospital. And so when I decided that I didn't really want to live in the Bay area anymore, it's too much, too much traffic. You know, I wanted more, better lifestyle than the rat race. Um, I decided to stay with the hospital, but I went per diem. And so I don't know for people who don't know what that means. It just basically means as needed. 
And so I'm required to work like four days a month. And so I just fly in from wherever I'm at. Most of the time I'm flying up from San Diego, but you know, I just fly in. I work with my coworkers and doctors that I love. I get my adrenaline fixed. I scrub up, you know, I get to be a nurse, be at the bedside, still be on the know abouts of what's the latest and greatest in mainstream medicine. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the time I'm all over doing speaker engagements or talks or, you know, helping these private practices. I just got the contract with the school districts. And so, um, yeah, I do that the rest of the time, but it is kind of funny how the bad habits that I had working at the bedside, like not eating what I'm supposed to eat, not drinking enough water, not getting enough sleep. They're still there when I come up and do my days. Um, but balancing it out with the other three weeks or the other, you know, 20, six days of the month makes a huge difference. Like it makes a big difference to be able to balance out. So I probably eat and drink the worst when I'm being a bedside nurse. Uh, so I totally get that lifestyle. Right. Try, but um, yeah, it is pretty interesting how quickly you can just go back to old habits being back in that environment and that yeah. schedule. It is. Uh, Cause I remember when I had my knee surgery, I think the doctor said it takes like less than a week to forget how to properly walk. Yeah. And it took me almost three weeks to learn how to walk again properly. And it's like, right. you know, <laughs> like it's so easy to get back to bad habits or to, you know, start even start a bad habit without you even knowing yeah. it. it's so easy on your website. You had some supplements that you were, I get like recommending. I'm not sure if they're um, actually your personal brand, if they're representing other ones, but I wanted to know, like, why did you pick those certain ones? Cause there's like a trillion different supplement lines out there. Like, why did you pick those ones? Yeah. You know what, what I initially, when I started getting involved in the wellness world, I was actually against supplementation because I figured like most people do, if you eat a healthy lifestyle and you're doing what you should be doing, you don't need the supplementation. You can get all the nutrients from the food. You can get everything you need from your diet. And what I came to realize is who are these people eating healthy a hundred percent of the time? Even if you're a fitness fanatic, even if you're an athlete, even if you're a health coach, it doesn't matter. There's nobody eating 100% great, right? Right. So there's that aspect. Then I started realizing we're not eating the same food that we were 50 years ago. It's not even grown the same way. It's not even in the same soil. The water's not the same. The environment is completely different. We've been exposed to over 80,000 new like toxins and substances and chemicals since World War II. So, I mean, we're not even in the same world that we used to be in. So when our grandparents would just go out to the garden and cook up a chicken soup and then go get the chicken and chop his head off and have that fresh chicken soup, if we try to do that today, it's just not going to be the same, you know? So even if you try to eat organic, even if you try to eat healthy foods, it doesn't have the same nutrient and mineral and vitamin content that it used to even just 50 years ago, which is a sad thing that the reality of what the world we're living in And so coming to these both realizations, I was like, well, if you're not getting it in, then what's happening? Then you're just walking around deficient. So you have to almost, in a way, most people have to kind of have some kind of supplementation. If you check any individuals, because people say they need the science and they need the proof, if you check most individuals' vitamin D level, for example, we can do a blood test. We can know exactly what it's supposed to be. Most people are low. Even people in Miami who are out there half naked in the sun, like they still have low vitamin D levels. Um, So, you know, supplementing with a vitamin D, for example, is a easy one you can test for and then realize what you need to be at. And in functional medicine, the scale of what is optimal and healthy is a little bit higher than mainstream medicine, which is just focusing on you're not having illness. 
Okay. So you go to get your blood work done. A lot of times you're like, well, I'm in the low normal, but then you're super far away from optimal. Um, and so understanding that piece too, but yeah. And realizing we've all started learning about the microbiome and gut health and the need for prebiotics, probiotics, and the overuse of antibiotics in our world. And so that's another thing to kind of look at as well. And so when figuring out, okay, people do need supplementation. I got to that conclusion, but then patients were asking me, well, what brands do you recommend? And I'm like, shoot, I don't know. Because with anything, it becomes a business and some of it can be just for money. You're just paying for really expensive, you know, colorful urine. Right. <laughs> you're just peeing it back out. Um, and so the other piece besides always looking for a company that had the good ingredients and actually had those ingredients in the product was finding companies that also looked at delivery. Because it doesn't matter if the ingredients are amazing, if they're not being delivered and absorbed. Um, and your body's not taking them in, you're still not getting the benefit. And so the companies that I work with um, really look at that. They look at what's the best way to deliver a probiotic so these live strains don't, you know, get ruined in the, in the product processing. Um, what's the best way to deliver all these vitamins so that they actually get absorbed in the small intestine. And so that is how I look at the brands that I work with is I look at, are you serving up amazing ingredients? Do you have the science and not afraid to share it? Because uh, that's one thing you'll see too. It's like, we have science-based ingredients, but where's the science? Oh, well, we right. can't share that with you. Well, <laughs> let's trust that. So if I was going to put my nursing license in my name and my reputation behind products, it had to be things that were working. It had to have the science. It had to be um, the good ingredients, the good delivery system. And so that's how I pick the brands and stuff that I work with. Okay. And that's kind of good. I, I was kind of curious how you picked them out. Cause I was looking through them. Some of them were different brands yeah. and I was like, and you only had, you know, that certain one, it wasn't like a, a range of them. And I was like, why did she pick in these ones? And I wanted <laughs> to know, cause you didn't really have a, I don't think you really like pinpoint why you put this one, but I wanted to ask, cause I thought that was kind of unique how you specifically had these certain brands and right. certain supplements. And I thought that was kind of cool. So I just want to hear like, you know, why you picked them and, you know, what yeah. you, that was well, really cool. Interesting enough too, is I'm one of those people that I need to be my own science experiment. So I don't right. recommend anything unless I've personally tried it myself. Um, so I actually had to try things first and see if they worked. And so I would be the martyr who would not eat well and just not do things right for a couple of months, get lab work done then start eating well and start taking supplementations and then get more lab work done and be like, Oh, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so same thing with any of the weight loss programs I did. Like I don't necessarily need to lose weight, but I wanted to know how my patients and my clients were going to feel the process of what they were going to feel. What made it difficult? Are there shortcuts that we can do to kind of combine steps to make this whole thing easier? So I was my own like self experiment and then kind of, you know, cater to that. But the nice part about working with all these doctors and going into their private practices is some of it is, you know, suggesting that they bring some supplementation to offer because you don't want people going to Costco and Walmart and, you know, offering, uh, ordering stuff off of Amazon because you have no idea what's in there. Yeah. Um, Cause there's, there's like millions of different supplements. Yeah, I mean, millions of them. You don't know if it's been like you messed with, if it's been cut, you know, it's just kind of scary. I would never recommend that. Um, but this way you could offer, exactly know what your patients are taking 
And then you can do testing based on, I know exactly what you took to tell if this is working. So working with all these doctors, now I got all these other tests. I could be like, oh, I visually saw this patient's vitamin D was low. They started taking this D product and now their vitamin D is in the normal range. That product works. So it's kind of cool that I get to see even more science experiments with what I do for work beyond, you know, what comes with the, the products that I work with. Yeah. And that, that's so cool. That's, uh, and I, <laughs> I think that's just incredible. You're going the extra step just to make yeah. sure that just the, the, the detail and I guess the commitment that you're willing to go, I think it's just phenomenal. I think that's absolutely insane. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know too many other individuals that would be willing to go that far. So I think that's just so cool. Well, and I think that people start to recognize that. And so it makes my job easier in the long run because once they've trusted me and they know that I'm very meticulous and I'm, I know I need to know the science, I need to know the research, and then I'm going to try it on myself first. And then I actually take the products that I'm recommending. I think then people later on down the road, like they come to you and they don't even question it anymore. They're like, I heard fish oil is good for you. I want to start taking fish oil. How much should I take? And what do you recommend? It just makes my job easier. I'm like, here's what I recommend. Here's how you should take it. And they just trust it, you know? So it kind of works in my benefit, but also I know I'm doing the right thing for them. Yeah. And that's incredible. So, and, <laughs> and so I guess the last thing here is I, I wanted to ask you, cause that was pretty much all the questions I, I, I guess I wanted to really get into, but you know, is there anything I maybe missed that you're like, you know, Hey, I think maybe people should know this or you know, maybe we should get into this. Cause I, 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 you know, I try to not keep these super long, but you right. know, is there anything you may want to add to maybe I might've missed? Uh, I think just like a big message that people should understand and know is please get involved with taking care of your body sooner than later. And just because maybe you haven't doesn't mean that it's too late, but you're going to need this body for the rest of your life. And nobody grows up. I don't remember any speeches at high school graduation for people who are like, when I grow up, I want to have disease and problems and I want to be overweight. Like nobody says that. Right. But right. so many people end up there. Um, so I would definitely suggest like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your life. If you've had kids, if it's like, Oh, I'm 50 years old. Is it too late for me? It's never too late. But the sooner you get involved with taking care of this system, every other aspect in your life is going to go so much better. Your relationships, your jobs, like anything you want to do in life is just going to be in a better place when you feel good. Nobody is their best self when they don't feel good. Yeah. I, I know. I think everybody at some point has it been to a point where they're like really sick or they're not feeling well. So I think everybody can probably agree. Like, you know, they know what you're talking about. So when you're at a hundred percent, you normally know when you are, cause you feel yeah. great. You're, yeah. you know, <laughs> some people just don't even know how good their body is designed to feel until one day they feel it and they're like oh my gosh why did I walk around feeling so awful for 10 years when all I had to do was make some lifestyle changes and I could feel like this on the regular yeah right exactly because <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. one of my biggest thing is sleep so I, I have issues with sleeping and I've tried everything uh so I think the last thing is I need to go get tested for sleep apnea Mm -hmm. which might be the only thing because I've tried everything and I've only had a few great uh, cases in the last five years where I've had a couple good nights sleeps and I know when I had a good night's sleep because it's like oh I can I'm ready to take on the day right. <laughs> it's like those are one of, yeah those are one of, feeling something and then you change it up yeah and it's one of my last things in 2020 is to also correct is trying to help me sleep better because I know it's important everybody yeah. talks about no matter what you do 
it's important to get sleep because you're going to need the recovery. And, uh, but I think that's incredible. And that's definitely something I think people need to be more aware of and, you know, working on and making sure that, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. I can say that I'm already working on it. It's not easy, but it's well worth putting the effort and time in to make sure you're healthy and, uh, you know, doing everything you can to be at hundred percent. Yeah. And I would say that anybody who's actually taken the path to get healthy will agree with you and tell you it was not easy, but they don't regret it and they wouldn't change it for the world because the way they feel now, they're like, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Yeah. And absolutely. And Shannon, I really, really appreciate you coming on here. I think, uh, you know, hopefully I think a lot of people are going to get some value out of this and, you know, I'll make sure to put all your information down below. Cause I'm, I'm sure you're going to get some people that are going to want to contact you and uh, I probably have some questions here. So I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, definitely. I would be happy to answer anybody's questions and yeah, feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. So thank you so much. Thanks. Bye Owen. Bye.